Hello universe and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We got another movie review for you. The Netflix premiere of Leave the World Behind. An apocalyptic psychological thriller written, produced, and directed by Sam Esmail. Who are you? Okay, his notable work is Homecoming, which also starred Julia Roberts and Mr. Robot, which was met with much uh, critical acclaim and award-winning accolades. The producer credits are also given to Julia Roberts, Marissa Yeros Gill, Lisa Gillian, as well as Chad Hamilton. Our starring cast, Julia Roberts as Amanda, Mahershala Ali as G.H. Scott, Ethan Hawke as Clay, Maya Hala as Ruth, Farrah McKenzie as Rose, Charlie Evans as Archie, and Kevin Bacon, <laughs> an all-time cameo as Danny. Cinematography by Todd Campbell, edited by Lisa Lasek, and music by Mac Quayle. So this movie is basically a family goes to, not a cabin, but a very luxurious Airbnb away from the city of New York for some time away from people because... In the words of our title of character, Amanda, she hates them, and I can't disagree. Fuck it up, fuck it up, don't give a shit anymore. Fuck it up, fuck it up, flip the table, screw you up. Not all people, just the truly ignorant ones. So about 75 to 78%. And then once they get to the vacation, things are going great. And then the homeowners show up because of a blackout, which is met with suspicion. But that suspicion begins to turn to dread as more and more ominous things are happening on the outside they have to start trusting each other on the inside it's a commentary type of short story and i like that about it that it's very compacted i know it's probably it might not be everyone's taste because it really doesn't have a beginning middle and end it rather starts in the middle and follows unfolding events in a manner in which the characters are receiving them and it's not filling in all of the blanks because that's not the point the point is how do two families that clearly have different ideas and backgrounds address coming to the end of the world together and how that humanizes them no matter how <laughs> how much bullshit may have separated them previously 
which is why I liken it to a short story because it does not require an ending. The story itself is meant to be taken as is. And I think there's a lot of good nuggets in there watching these two families, some very funny moments, <laughs> some uh, some very triggering moments for certain. But I think that for the type of film, not only done through the pandemic and how it stays very on track, on what it wants to portray I think it did a fabulous job so I gave it a 9.3 out of 10 I really liked it and I legit didn't find out until after the fact that Barack and Michelle Obama executive produced uh, Higher Ground Productions and this is one of the first films from uh the company i believe so that's pretty cool sometimes i find doing character by character best sometimes plot sometimes scene by scene it depends on the flow of the movie or tv show that i'm doing and then this one it felt better to address the characters because i think there's a lot to be said about their transitions and that will cover a lot of the bases let's start with Archie (laughs) because I think he's the least complex out of everyone he's a typical teen he's caring about waxing his carrot stick taking unsolicited photos from women to jerk off to he wasn't the archetypal get out of my face I can't stand you brother there were a few moments where I felt as if (laughs) he could have gone down that route but no none of the children were assholes and I appreciate that because all children don't act like some of the children they be having in these movies and television shows. (laughs) Like common sense was never taught to them. Especially in a day and age in which kids have a tendency to grow up a little bit quicker than even you want to due to their access to social media, even if it's not within your home. So when he finds out that they're going on vacation and as well as Rosie, they don't be like, oh my God, I can't leave my friends and all of my shit that I'm doing. They're like, yeah, I don't have a choice on what it is the fuck my parents are telling me to do. (laughs) And actually a vacation don't seem like the worst thing in the world to have. So they go out of town. He is not cool with Rosie lying about her farts. He has an Obey shirt on. I tried to think of what that could possibly convey because he wasn't necessarily someone 
other than being an archetype of a young middle class kid who's on certain types of websites that he shouldn't be on that's the only connection I got because he knew what the death to America was which <laughs> you you go on these types of sites sure sure because it was in a video game and yeah you wonder how these organizations recruit but for the most part he was there until his teeth started falling out oh dear we are in trouble i thought it was sweet that ruth tried to make him feel better From going to somewhat attractive but way too young to, oh shit, you're fucked for life because dentures ain't coming for a very long time, sir. And I don't think those are going to grow back in. <laughs> but then he started like vomiting up blood. And that's when we're like, okay, this is a problem, a serious problem. What did he end up giving him in the end? Was that. Because I don't feel as if I caught what was on the bottom bottle that Danny gave that was supposed to help assist with what I was thinking is severe radiation poisoning or (laughs) I don't know. I've not seen anything where someone's tea falls out. I'm just taking Danny at his word. And I don't even know if I want to take Danny at his word because he sounds like he half might be talking with nobody's fucking talking about. He also might be just on the little cuckoo side. But they did have the, at the end of the movie, the warning of the elevated radiation levels across multiple cities. So it would make sense if the the animals were traveling or migrating because their patterns were messed up. And then they had got, uh, gotten uh, a dose of radiation somewhere else and then bit him. And then that ended up immediately affecting him. But what what, it, what the fuck did he give him to help him out? Danny, that is. I don't think iodine pills is going to supplement cancer treatment because he got himself some cancer. If we're to believe Danny on the elevated radiation, but because we did get that announcement i'm gonna go with he's right and chemotherapy is not on the table right now so he did yep, yep. amen i know he did for sure amen amen i did laugh when he asked his dad in the back seat like is taylor okay and he's like excuse me bitch he was giving me quintessential young dumb and full of cum vibes <laughs> but they do tune their kids out and that's something that is brought up as a point of contention especially with poor rosie that they're speaking but their parents don't listen to them and it's something that archie feels just as much as his youngest sister does but he's also caught up in teen angst and that teen angst involves which way his penis is pointing to 
then he took her to that shed and told her that story because she was all sad that there was nothing really exciting in the shed so it showed also that he was a compassionate older brother that cares about his sister and wants to cheer her up even when she's bored kids have very morbid imaginations i don't know why they need to come up with the most gruesome stories I was just making tacos earlier and I hear what my daughter's listening to and it's about this this uh video where she's cleaning coffins or cleaning gravestones and then she finds out the the stories of the people in the graves and she's like oh I thought that was interesting I'm like at 14 let's move on to Rosie who is addicted to the television show Friends. But not only is she addicted to it, she's in the last season before she finds out if Ross and Rachel will get together. She's so close to the end of the show. She's happy to go on vacation, but she realizes that her voice is not listened to several times. She's complaining about the television they're kind of ignoring or not addressing that hey the television is not the greatest concern right now and that it's out means that there's something going on in the world and while I understand you care about your television show that is what means something to you right now we need to figure out if we are safe I think these types of dialogue conversations are not too much for any child to handle. And I don't know why it is such a response to keep your children in the dark about things that are happening right now that could potentially change how they react, right? Maybe if you told Rosie that sentence in which I just dropped to you and maybe even added on as we kept getting information, she wouldn't have grabbed a bike and thought it was okay to drive off because she doesn't know what's going on. She has no context of the gravity. All she can focus on is her television show nostalgic for a time that never existed I think is what Ruth said because she said she admitted herself like don't get me wrong I watched it too but it is a fantasy and people kind of start to think that what they see in what they see in uh tv shows and movies that that is reality i mean you could take that a couple of different ways because there's also some people right now trying to or nostalgic for times past like oh the 50s when things were so great or the 20s well there's not that many people around for the 20s anymore (laughs) but when people are saying make america those people saying that statement that's what they're talking about they're nostalgic for the 50s but they completely forget the shit that was actually going on in the 50s um you know there was segregation there were things 
in that time period that were not glorious for everyone and so to be nostalgic for something that that's a fantasy uh that that wasn't an epitome or or um utopia of sorts is rather ridiculous we should be always thinking progressively better but i do think that rosie is addicted to the television in a manner that kind of borders on unhealthy as many as the youth that's what i did when i growing up i was in the television shows but because everything outside of that bubble was hard i didn't want to face the reality so the obsessiveness on one hand is oh yeah i really like this television show but it's where she feels most invested and and able to escape maybe some feelings that she has that she's not able to express well she does to her brother that they don't listen to me uh, they don't kind of see me in the same manner and, and it's exactly what happens they're just patting her on the head they're kind of even with archie a bit they're ignoring that younger generation and i can tell you that as someone that is is watching other parents in the school system right now it does feel like this younger generation is being far more abandoned due to the adults uh caught up in their own their own um emotions feelings so on and so forth that yeah they're kind of pushed to the side to the point where someone's just like failing out of school and like they, their parents are called and they just don't care and it's depressing it's very depressing to see that has uh, somehow increased in the last couple of years maybe i just am ignorant to it so i feel like that but i do think that there's been a societal shift and i worry a lot about the younger generation and how much parents are simply tuned out they're downloading their ideas and they're absolutely rejecting the things that they are invested in because you're not trying to find the reasons why they're invested in them uh she saw those deer that came out (laughs) and it was a lot of them and she's trying to tell her parents like hey something's going on she's the first one to notice that something's going on even when they went to the beach and she's looking at the tanker she's like yes something's not right about that and everyone else is just like oh we're not worried and she's still focused on that she remains focused on that until she gets her family to see finally almost until it's too late the approaching danger and i think that's a metaphor certainly for how 
you know, it can be too late to, um, to save oneself if we keep ignoring the issues as they keep getting closer and closer, whatever those issues may be. And then she uh, decides that after a metaphor of telling her mom, because she's like, I, her mom's scared, thinking the world's ending. She's got so much on her shoulders. It's understandable. And here's her daughter, like, you know, I was so close. (laughs) I wanted to know how it ends. And it's not fair, but sometimes you got to take, things into your own hands and that's what she does she gets on her bike doesn't leave a note runs off into the woods ends up at the home where there is plenty of food that she raided and the bunker that was conveniently towed to clay archie and gh by danny and she's safe. Not only is she safe, the safest, she gets a whole DVD collection in front of her, including every season of Friends. So not only can she finish it, she can relive the whole entire experience. And that's pretty fucking amazing that she's going to be okay. Like maybe that's a, a metaphor for something that the children are going to be okay that they know what their own path is but on the flip side of that don't allow your obsession with fictional characters and fictional people in a fictional world override your reality to the point that you're irrationally making decisions just based on things that are absolutely manufactured Fan bases are no joke. That's why I don't engage in them anymore because they used to be fun, (laughs) but they've become toxic. And that toxicity overflows into political ideas. It overflows into, or political ideas overflow into the television shows. There's a lot of things that distasteful about fandoms and i'll just leave it at that let's talk about clay and amanda she is the in charge wife she wears the pants in the family she makes the decisions she is very much fed up with humanity as a species due to the job that she does Her husband, Clay, he works as a college professor at the City College. And this impromptu weekend is her idea. She wants them to relax and get away. But unfortunately, her vacation is ruined when G.H. and his daughter Ruth show up. And she makes the the rudest statement anyone could possibly make because I was on her side up until a point. I hear a noise. The husband doesn't hear a noise. He's too busy being the, the guy that does the cooking. 
Always supportive. Yeah, one of those Bill Burr special types. And if you someone was showing up in the middle of the night, knocking on the door with no ID, talking about this is their home, I would certainly think to ask after I've rented it out. Okay, I understand. Something happened. Can I see your ID? That's a question that you can understandably ask. But for her to state, this is your home? That's when Ruth let her I hate white women attitude out and she walked around bristling with a chip on her shoulder every time they were in the same room sharing oxygen i think she went and sat next to her just to piss her off (laughs) i like their back and forth quite a bit because she kept amanda in check she didn't allow her little snipes to go unanswered because she is a generation 1996 i think she's 27 not quite my age but in that bracket zone of the millennials where it's like yeah you ain't just gonna talk to me any old kind of way (laughs) especially not in my house and they and they're invited in clay doesn't at all find anything suspicious so he's entirely too naive and then she is stereotypically uh judging but asking the right questions let me see if i can call or or go into because yeah if if i rented a home which one i would never do i don't do airbnb i don't subscribe to the idea of going into someone else's home I don't like the idea that they have cameras in the home, in some of the homes. My aunt just had a bad experience with Airbnb and saying they stole something and then charged her card and it was a lie. I don't do these types of transactions and that y'all just did this over email and you didn't even have a conversation face to face. That makes it even sketchier on your, on both y'all, both y'all parts. This is not how you supposed to conduct your business. So for you being so, so uh, into your security, Amanda, you sure shit didn't do your due diligence. I'll be on a Facebook page. (laughs) I'm looking at past reviews, everything. But he knew who she was. And then they ended up, having the keys to the liquor cabinet which was locked and that's when he found the cash in there to give it back to say hey we just needed to come here due to a lie which was a lie and that's what she picked up on because it's not as if her suspicions were off out of my kids were downstairs sleeping yeah this would put me a little off i think that clay saying hey let me go down talk to them a little bit more because she just wants them to leave and she's like kick them out so well i'm not gonna kick anyone out of their own 
home and that's how he feels like i think they've shown enough through their actions that this is their home and they're told to sleep in the basement oh hell no now george is understandably like yeah i showed up unannounced i couldn't call there's no service it'll be better if we sort this out in the morning when it's not so creepy and then maybe i could find something in this house that i only rent that will verify my identity there's no photos around how could this be their house she was more put off by the idea that they were black and this was their house then they were showing up out of the blue wanting to stay in their house and that is where she was in the wrong but to ask the questions that's not it's not out of pocket and to be asked to be put out of the master bedroom and then now rearranged after they were not expecting you know what they got in the middle of the night like all these are understandable things but she's like oh i didn't even see their car well bitch open the door and walk around and see if you see the vehicle it's not gonna take that much get a flashlight if you be in that broad and brave why women do love to micromanage they men she's like go get a bat he's like why would i have a bat (laughs) that boy had me dying (laughs) because it's a valid question like did you see me coming up here to play baseball ma'am however it's not long before they realize oh shit he wasn't lying now there's confirmation that there's an emergency blackout on things continue to get stranger because they don't have any information they can't get online but amanda saw notifications that said terrorist activity she said and then something with some number <laughs> i did like those little digs in there for as uh as stubborn and hard-headed and and uh you know the 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 the, what they were building her up to be she was pretty dumb when it came to other shit like it's a boat it's a tanker like the 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 letters you mean chinese (laughs) there were some other little things in there that was pretty funny that i get kick out of I like that they made their characters not hateable but not infallible there's someone that they've probably not had too many inter they've had a lot of uh, not too many interactions with they, they they walk around with a lot of suppositions in their life and they're never actually confronted with those and in this moment she's confronted with a lot but her saving grace is that she realizes it and not only does she realize it, she's judged other people for it and fell that quickly into it. Because it's that's how permeating it is in, in society, especially in the groups, if you're not interacting every day. I mean, you're not going to see too many people. Even I would be like, you own a house? Really? that that might be a question because that's exactly how it's put out there that there's not too many successful black men out there there are there are there's a lot of successful black women out there as well there's a lot of successful people of all races out there 
but we don't see them in movies and television shows unless they're drug dealing to be able to highlight that that is a normal part of society and like i said a lot of people are getting their truths from fiction then we got Ruth, who's concerned about her mother he's concerned as well because she's supposed to be on a red-eye flight clay decides he's gonna go drive into town and this motherfucker got lost you gotta be ashamed of yourself nigga. real talk you gotta be ashamed of yourself all as you is honestly if we didn't have gps because his gps wasn't working some people would not be able to function not to town sir not to town i I think i would have a little bit especially if i have my i need to know where i'm going if i'm an unfamiliar place okay let me map out somewhere here let me map out somewhere there it wasn't even that long ago but that's because we we are on autopilot we allow too much of our gadgets to do all of the work for us we should be paying at least fucking attention to our surroundings (laughs) but a lot of people don't so i like showcasing that and that he was so quickly or quick to invite a man into his own home but when he sees a woman on side of the road and she's speaking a spanish and he doesn't understand what the hell she's talking about he doesn't know what to do so he ends up just leaving her and he feels really bad about that because when he realized he could not help there was nothing he was willing to do to uh to further help figure out what was going on granted he had children at home so he made a choice that was based on partially maybe cowardice but back to that us versus them he already that quickly decided look i would love to help you but i don't have that type of time to do so and i need to get back home and something is going on and it's wrong then he sees a i didn't know what that was either i know it was a drone that was dropping flyers he doesn't tell his wife about what he did but he tells Ruth later on when they're smoking pot because he needs to get it off of his chest and he was definitely giving her the fuck me eyes when life gives you lemons you squeeze them like some titties bitch though one cannot judge because amanda was definitely giving giving gh the i mean her husband was right in the other room <laughs> she had no qualms about falling into that dark chocolate sexy i would too though i would too no but actually i really like that amanda is quintessentially the 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 man in this situation where it's the men we got to talk about the he knows that this is the person to talk to about 
who's going to understand on my level about what this means and be able to internalize it and act responsibility because they're the head of their families and they're responsible. So he ends up telling her what actually happened that after, well, first I forgot about that whole scene. He goes to his friend's house and then he finds uh, the plane wreckage on the beach after he kept sending messages to his wife, but none was getting through. He tried to assure his daughter that everything was going to be okay, that mom was fine. She wanted to know, do you feel like she's alive? I don't know about that feeling part. I'll be curious to know if that's, I don't want to know in a way. But, but he ends up stumbling because he wanted to get the satellite phone and realized there's no signal, which means the satellites are down, which is pretty much impossible. Then he sees a plane crash right in front of him. They were stretching a little thin on that one for him to have survived and not even have damage to the vehicle. But I digress. He comes back wet, doesn't tell anyone but does tell, well, does tell eventually that he saw a plane fall out of the sky. No, he tells her. And that's when he tells her about how he got a feeling because he got a call from a friend about moving around some money. He's noticed some weird patterns. It's like, I have a friend by a name that you would recognize, but I don't want to tell you. He invited me somewhere and he told me about some people being in charge of uh what he's basically talking is a session theory is that the correct term for it where they're talking about the curve the the turn these are points in history it's based on a book which it has some valid i recently learned about it myself i might do it on the jones chronicles to cover but it's just this theory that society goes through certain points and people right now are trying to accelerate these things to try to get past them it's it's a little ridiculous if we're being honest it's one of those people are looking for answers this is why i'm I'm really scared about cults (laughs) on the rise people are looking for answers and they're taking the bare minimum of information fact checked by people that are billionaires that support this type of shit and so people go they must be smart because they're billionaires but it's not they're just trying to feel fill that hole somewhere because their anxiety has no end i i don't i don't know but it is it is a study into history a little bit on how certain events but it's like the modern age it doesn't take into you know those 200,000 fucking years before so if you're not gonna plan out the whole entire it has the premise has to fit everything not just the parts of it that you want it to fit that's confirmation bias and too many people are falling into confirmation bias because they read one thing and they refuse to consider another opinion, especially if it feels too right to them. 
uh, and it feels like it has all of the, the the answers that they're craving through said material so that's what he's basically was alluding to and talking about this whole time with the rich people and he's like look this shit don't which i did like that part when things are going down it's not that the rich are going to be saved they're just going to get a better heads up to possibly weather out the storm it doesn't mean that they're going to weather it out when rome fell a lot of the nobility fell too yeah some of them weathered the storm but not all of them a lot of them lost a lot of shit not a power they had to rebuild themselves when the black plague came through these are just events in history though they're not all of the events in history and and that's what i mean you can't pinpoint certain bits to say but it does seem as if anytime i think progression happens there's going to be a contention period so then she decides after this moment that first she liked him after apologizing he said the 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 scariest thing is someone who is not able to learn even to their detriment and that is huge that's very huge some people are i'm it is easy for me to just say they're dumb they're stupid you know whatever they decide but there's innocent people being brought into these decisions that people make and that's where i can't just sit back and go well they made their bed let them sleep in it it's horrifying and then he says let me win you back by showing her some records and then she picks out one from Ruth's side instead of jazz because yeah jazz is not something i want to put on to make me feel happy but i sure as shit would not have put on too close by next Ismail wanted to pick a song that had not been used on tv before fair but this was not the right one let me tell you what you could have put on I did enjoy Julia Roberts dancing to Too Close by Next because that's iconic. But throw on some 702 next time. That was too, that was not the right chosen song. (laughs) I think that's my biggest complaint about this movie is the song choices. None of them worked. And I think that if you're going to use music, it has to blend in somewhat with what you're trying to the the tone that you're trying to convey and because that we've gotten so many good tv shows nowadays especially on netflix but recently on prime with uh g gen z just perfect song choices that y'all gotta step up y'all's game y'all can't be fucking around call me
But yeah, they could have bumped to this, get a little dance, and it would have made sense to slow it down too, you know, and then him have that moment of her being like, mm, you was married. I wish you weren't married. And him being like, yeah, I am married. But realizing that he's not going to see his wife again, that she is in fact dead. And then you had that one response with, you got planes falling out of the sky. You knew that woman's mother was on one of those planes and she kept ignoring it and it kept pissing Ruth off, which is why she kept jumping down her throat. And they just didn't even like each other until eventually they decide, you know what, we're just going to leave. This is before that moment, actually. They decided to leave. They're like, ah, we're not going to listen to you guys. We're going to decide to go do our thing and Ruth is like let him go but also you should have told me about what happened with the planes I hate to agree with her but she's right about that and that's when they realize that all of the lanes to the city are being blocked off by Tesla Tesla cars that are self-driving and they're being hacked so they think it's hack hackers maybe it's two kids because there was a I love you virus back in the 90s uh, and he clearly thinks this is way more than two kids. Our enemies are wanting us to to eventually attack ourselves is where we get to the end of this because that's they're dropping leaflets in different countries to kind of spread misinformation on who the enemy is to get people to be paranoid and turn against each other. And it's not that hard to do. It's really not. Go to social media. You'll see it. There are so many things, so many little things that are so irrelevant that we are fighting over. Uh, And then um, there's a moment where Ruth and Amanda finally reconcile where she asks, why are you screaming at me and why are you so angry? (laughs) And Amanda, for her part, doesn't get defensive. She's like, you know, I think I don't know what happened. I don't like being like this. I don't like being angry. And Ruth is upset because here's a mother that's a good mother. Whatever you want to say about Amanda, she's a good mother. That ringing sound was going on and she still said, I'm going out the house and finding my babies. And, And she doesn't care at all about that, about her pain, about what she may be going through. And I feel like that is a huge statement between so many black and white women. Because we have so many things in common. And yet we we, we, uh, find ourselves on opposing ends of what should be very common goals. And if anyone's going to drag a lot of these shit shows out of the mud it's gonna be us i mean (laughs) we've seen what's happened over the the thousands of years it's only been the testosterone running things not saying it's the worst not saying it's the best actually a lot of good things that happen were because of women (laughs) so if we're to truly get that power we want in the world maybe we should stop seeing each other and reacting instead of have the conversation why are you angry 
And then her saying, you know what? I actually agree with you. However, people are the way that they are. (laughs) Actually, I don't even remember the end of that conversation. I told you it was four days ago. I know that she they came to some type of conclusion and she did say she cared and then she saw that she was surrounded and in need of help and despite them going back and forth as much as they did she didn't even hesitate to run and help her and that's what truly matters in the end and then they continue to try to look for her daughter they find where the house is and then they see that new york is being blown up and they hold hands then the boys go to see danny played by kevin bacon in his star hat dallas cowboy hat he has a child upstairs and a shotgun in his hand and he tells them very quickly that it's already us versus them times and i'm all about me so i have a son he's dying guns get pointed and then (laughs) somehow Clay is able to get through to him in a way that his neighbor of so many years couldn't get through to him offering the exact same thing that his neighbor was offering him but because you know he was black which is why he asked in the car are we good because this is not I didn't expect this to go down the way it went down and even Clay was like uh nice bargaining with you it's cash (laughs) i gave you what was the value of what we said and it's not even gonna save him from dying because there wasn't even a whole pill bottle it was some of the pills this is to help you numb the pain (laughs) because you're probably not gonna make it but yeah they're gonna head to the bunker and he's like we need to i need to know that you're good and that's when he says i think that they're trying to get us to kill each other and this is our enemy there's a lot of conspiracy theories though and nothing's based on actual fact it's just a lot of assumption and sure gh may be privy to some information and certainly something is happening but i think there's an allegory somewhere in there into how misinformation can easily be spread i like that they was having that whole conversation in the car and kevin bacon was just sitting on the porch he didn't go back inside he didn't check on his kid just sat on the porch like, i'm gonna be in this whole ass scene this is the only scene i get two in the episode one is the mean mug julia roberts the other is to confront them i'm getting every bit of screen time i was paid to be here for and that's kind of how we end the episode was with the rosie having her friends not the episode the the movie and it was i think a really good choice because it shows that whatever is happening is getting worse and these two families are now going to have to depend on each other for their survival but for her it just doesn't matter only thing that matters is that friends is on and she loves it and that's her fictional world and that's a lot of people right now too so i thought that was an appropriate ending for a movie that doesn't 
particularly hit a lot of basis on the actual plot. It's a lot of inference. Uh, as he was stating, like the three stages is disconnect all of their technology, but it seems rather impossible, right? To just disconnect everyone. Is it just New York? Is it everyone in the world? We don't know and they don't know. So whatever is happening, they have to just simply get through it together based on the the one concept of survival and taking care of one another to survive. And that the deer the entire time we're trying to warn them because we also don't pay attention to nature. They might be telling us shit is off. We ain't supposed to be over here in this hemisphere <laughs> in January, motherfucker. What else did I want to talk about in this movie? Not too much other than I would have probably given a lot more in-depth review three days ago when I actually uh, watched it and had more thoughts to impart. But unfortunately, unfortunately, it's just not been, not been a lot of personal time to take. A lot of people are out at work, which means my pending is going up. And then I have a lot of just things on the family side that I have to deal with. That's a lot of spare time as much as I would like. But I do have a vacation coming up in January. So there's that. Rotten Tomatoes, 76% of 132 critic reviews are positive with an average rating of 6.9 out of 10. The website consensus reads, quote, an exceptionally well-acted apocalyptic thriller. Leave the world behind steadily draws the viewer in despite its leisurely pace and somewhat simplistic messaging. End quote. Agree. Which uh, Metacritic, which uses a weighted average assigned the film a score of 67 out of 100 based on 34 critics indicating generally favorable reviews so i'm glad to hear that audience viewership which i typically don't see but when netflix wants to brag <laughs> they drop them numbers and it turns out for its first six day it had 41.7 million views so certainly getting more people watching it on netflix than it will in a movie theater where the ticket's overpriced, the food's overpriced, the experience feels the experience feels overpriced. Okay, I'm gonna wrap this up now because clearly my my level of sobriety is only getting further and further away from me. If you want to send feedback or have any lingering thoughts, blackercouch at gmail.com or leave a comment below. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease. Like a magic. Pop up every day, my boy, and pop up.